Welcome back to the Orlicklar podcast. This is a bonus podcast episode as the audio has been taken from my book YouTube channel, Orlicklar Books, and is now suitable for podcast. So happy listening. I thought finally today we'd go through all the books that I read in 2022. So all 100 books that I managed to get through last year. And this video has been a long time coming. I wanted to go through every single book, but if I went through each book in detail, we would be here for a long time. So I'm gonna go through each book in a sentence or less, or like five words or less. We're literally gonna take maximum five seconds per book and we'll hopefully get through it very quickly and it'll be a very speedy run through of the books that I read in 2022 and how my reading year went. So I've got my laptop here and I'm just gonna read off book by book. We're gonna start in January all the way through to December and all 100 books and what I rated the book and my little review. So without further ado, we will start with January. The first book that I read in 2022 was Shopaholic Takes Manhattan by Sophie Kinsella. I gave this three out of five, typical cliche rom-com. Number two was It's Up to the Women by Eleanor Roosevelt. I gave this a four out of five and surprising, inspiring and suitable for any era. The third book in January was Girl A by Abigail Dean. I gave this a five out of five. Incredibly dark, harrowing, triggering, but incredible. Book number four was A Study in Scarlet by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I gave this a four out of five and said the first Sherlock Holmes books, so great. Number five for the year was Cobble Hill by Cecily Vaughan Zeger, the same author of Gossip Girl. And my review is literally, this book is nothing on Gossip Girl and I rated it a three out of five. Number six was A Month in the Country by J.L. Carr, which was a Penguin classic, I think. And I gave this a two out of five. It was boring and I almost didn't finish it. Number seven was Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf, another classic. I gave this a two out of five again. Very confusing and I didn't enjoy it. Number eight for January was Transcendent Kingdom by Ya Gayasi and I gave this a five out of five. It was transcendent, absolutely amazing. Number nine for January and 2022 was Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. This was a five out of five. I love this. Love, love, loved. Very Parisian and I would totally recommend. Number 10 for January in 2022 was You Exist Too Much by Zena Arafat. I gave this a three out of five. It was my books that matter subscription and it was a slow burner and it was okay but nothing to write home about and the last book that I read in January number 11 was Verity by Colleen Hoover and I gave this a 5 out of 5 creepy but very very much enjoyed okay and that's January so now we're on to February I had a very good reading month in January I read 11 books but the next few months weren't as good like January was my best month of the year so we'll see how we go but maybe the next book might explain why it kind of got slower so my 12th book of the year, first book of February, was A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. This of course was 5 out of 5, the saddest book you will ever read, but please do read it. Like I totally recommend this book. Number 13 of the year was The Murders in the Rue Morgue by Edgar Allan Poe. I gave this a 2 out of 5 and I said Edgar Allan no. Number 14 of the year was Exciting Times by Nisha Dolan, 5 out of 5, very relatable and highly enjoyed. Book number 15 was As Good As Dead by Holly Jackson, the third book in the A Good Girl's Guide to Murder series. I gave this a 5 out of 5 and said it was just as good as the previous two books in the series. 
Number 16 was Detransition Baby by Tori Peters, very highly acclaimed book. I gave this a 3 out of 5 because it was just too slow. Number 17 was Mrs. Death, Mrs. Death by Selena Godin. This was a gifted book and I gave this a 4 out of 5 which was a nice tick on life and death. Number 18 was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. 5 out of 5 of course, well written and one of my favourite books of the year. And number 19 of the year and the last book for February was The Second Cut by Louise Welsh and this was a 4 out of 5 and all I said was it was gritty. So that was February and now we're on to March. The first book that I read in March was Bridget Jones's Diary by Helen Fielding. The perfect rom-com but had a few flaws but I gave this a 5 out of 5 because it was a very very easy read in. Book number 21 was The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. I gave this a 3 out of 5. Didn't get the hype at all but will watch the show. The next one, number 22, was How To Be Famous by Caitlin Moran. I gave this a 4 out of 5 and find this quite funny. Number 23 in March was Invisible Girl by Lisa Jewell. I gave this a 4 out of 5. I said it was very good but it wasn't her best. Number 24 of 2022 was Knots and Crosses by Mallory Blackman. I gave this a 4 out of 5 and I said it was very good and that I will keep reading in the series. Not that I did in 2022 but maybe on 2023. Number 25 of 2022 was Of Women and Salt by Gabriela Garcia. This I think was Books That Matter subscription book for March and I gave this a 3 out of 5 and said it was quite mediocre. Number 26 of 2022 was The Innocent by Harlan Coben. Another 5 out of 5 because Harlan Coben never misses. Number 27 of the year, which was my last book for March, was Luster by Raven Lilani. And I gave this a 3 out of 5. I said it was not as good as I expected. And I did kind of pick this up because Jack Edwards said it was amazing. And I actually picked it up in Shakespeare & Co. in Paris while I was on holiday. And yeah, I think it's quite nice that I'll always remember that where I bought the book. Even though I didn't really enjoy it, it still sits on my shelf. And that is March, so on to April. Book 28 of the year and the first book of April was A Girl is a Half-Formed Thing by Emer McBride. I gave this a 4 out of 5, beautifully written, but thinking back, I would actually give this a 5 out of 5. Like It was incredibly well written, the styling, the format of the book, so, so good. Number 29 of 2022 was Homegoing by Ya Gayasi, so another Ya Gayasi book and another 5 out of 5 for her because she is a firm favourite author. I would totally recommend. Number 30 of 2022 was Big Girl Small Town by Michelle Gallen. I gave this a 4 out of 5. Very relatable. It's set in Northern Ireland. Very, very funny and I loved it. Number 31 was Concerning My Daughter by Kim Hai Jin. I gave this a 4 out of 5. It was emotional and provocative. Number 32 was Small Pleasures, a very highly acclaimed book of the year by Claire Chambers. I gave this a 4 out of 5. I did like it, but I thought it was a little bit overhyped. Number 33, My Rock and Roll Friend by Tracy Thorne. This is a gifted book from Canongate. And I gave this a 3 out of 5. It didn't really leave me with anything. I would read, wouldn't read again, could take it or leave it. Number 34 was The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion. I gave this a 4 out of 5. I said it was powerful but to be read at a certain time because it is all about grief and I haven't really gone through a big emotional stage in my life so I think when I do this is the perfect book to pick up. So if you have or if you are going through grief this is a really really good book. And number 35, None of This is Serious by Catherine Prasivka. I give this a 5 out of 5 because it was very relatable for someone in like your late teens or early 20s. I really enjoyed. And that is April, so on to May. 
First book I read in May and number 36 of the year is No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. I gave this a 3 out of 5. I didn't really get it. Some of it was good, some of it I didn't enjoy. I basically picked this up because Jack Edwards read it and said it was really good. Number 37 of the year was The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. We all have heard of it, we all know it, it's a classic. And I gave this a 2 out of 5 because what did I just read? I didn't like it at all. Number 38 of the year was Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason. A very, very hyped book for the year, but in my opinion, overhyped. Again, I didn't really enjoy it. I gave it a 3 out of 5. Number 39 was The Bread the Devil Need by Lisa Allen Agostini. I gave this a 5 out of 5. Another top book of the year. You can see this is my Women's Prize era that I was in, reading all of those, but that was an amazing book. And number 40 was The Island of Missing Trees by Elif Shafak. I gave this a 5 out of 5. It was a slow burner, but absolutely stunning. I have read another of her books and I picked up another of her books again in New York because she is an automatic buy author for me now. Number 41 was The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. I gave this a 3 out of 5. Extremely cliche. I watched the Netflix movie. Again, extremely cliche. Number 42 was Other People's Clothes by Kala Henkel and this was another Books That Matter subscription book. It was set in Berlin. I gave this a 5 out of 5. I really, really enjoyed. And that was all the books from May, so we're now on to June. The first book of June and number 43 for the year was Small Bodies of Water by Nina Minya Powells. And I give this a 3 out of 5 and I said it was poetic, which it was a book of poems. And yeah, it was okay. Number 44 of the year was The Final Revival of Opal and Nev by Donnie Walton. I gave this a 4 out of 5 and I said I enjoyed it, but Daisy Jones and the Six is better. Again, this is another Women's Prize nominee book. Number 45 of the year was Oh My God, What a Complete Ashling by Emer McLyset and Sarah Breen. I gave this a four out of five. I laughed out loud. It was very Irish, very relatable, and I really enjoyed it. Number 46 was Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. I finally read it, and I gave this a five out of five. It was a beautiful, beautiful book, and a highlight of my year. I would completely recommend that you go and read that. Number 47 was You People by Nikita Lalani and I give this a 3 out of 5 and I can't even remember what it was about. Number 48 was Almost Damned by Christopher LeBeg. So this was a sequel in a series and the first one I didn't mind but this one I gave a 2 out of 5 because it went right over my head. It was mythical creatures and mm, not a fan. Number 49 was The Old Woman with the Knife by Gu Byung Mo. I gave this a 3 out of 5. It was okay but not very exciting. And the last book for June, and book number 50, halfway to 100, was The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. I gave this a 4 out of 5. Looking back, I could bounce this up to a 5 out of 5. It was still relatable today, even though it was written, I think, in the 1800s. And I would reread again because I was underlining things like crazy throughout the whole book, even though it was so old. I loved it. And we are halfway through the year, so we're on to July. And we're starting off July with book number 51, Earthlings by Sayaka Murata. This was the weirdest book I have ever read, but I gave it a three out of five because I kept wanting to keep reading, even though it was weird AF, but yeah, three out of five. Next one was book 52, Burnt Sugar by Avni Dosh, and I gave it a three out of five. It was slow, but it was okay. Number 53 was Animal Farm by George Orwell. I gave this a three out of five and I would not read again. Number 54 was Love in Colour by Bolu Babalola and I gave this a 4 out of 5 and I said it was gorgeous. 
The Kiss Quotient was book number 55 of the year by Helen Wang and I give this a 3 out of 5, another cliche rom-com. Number 56 was Anxious People by Frederick Bachman and I give this a 5 out of 5 because I would read Frederick Bachman's shopping list. Number 57 of the year was Rodham by Curtis Sittenfeld. I give this a 5 out of 5, very academia and I surprisingly loved it. Like I kept wanting to read and I wish it was longer. Number 58 of the year was The Secret Lives of Church Ladies. This was a Books That Matter subscription book and it was by Disha Villiot. And I gave it a 4 out of 5 and said it was kinky. Number 59 of the year was You and Me on Vacation by Emily Henry. My first Emily Henry book, I gave it a 4 out of 5 and I very much enjoyed it. And that was whenever I was in Greece, I was on holiday and that is the end of the July reading. Now on to August. August started off with Beach Read by Emily Henry for book number 60. I gave this a 4 out of 5 again, my second Emily Henry novel and I again, like you me on vacation, I really enjoyed it. Number 61 was A Clockwork Orange, another classic by Anthony Burgess. I gave this a 3 out of 5 because it was quite hard to get into. They do make up their own language throughout the book but I found it okay by the end. Book 62 was The Lies You Told by Harriet Tice. I gave this a 4 out of 5. I said it was good but it wasn't as good as Burnt Orange which was a book that I read 2021 and I loved. Number 63 was Curlis by Kirsty Capes. I gave this a 5 out of 5 and said this was a very firm favourite of the year. Number 64 was Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. This has been like everywhere so I was dying to read this when I spotted it in my library but I gave it a 3 out of 5 because I just didn't get the hype. Number 65 was They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. I gave this a 4 out of 5 and I enjoyed it for a young adult read and I will be getting the prequel that has recently come out. Then number 66 of the year was Young Mungo by Douglas Stewart, his second novel after Shuggy Bean. But I give this a 4 out of 5. It was still a beautiful story but I find it very very similar to Shuggy Bean. And I think if I had spread them out a bit more and read it a bit later I might have enjoyed it a bit more but I was just comparing it to Shuggy Bean all the time and it was just very similar. And the last book of August, number 67 of the year, was How To Be A Woman by Caitlin Moran and I gave this a 3 out of 5 because it wasn't as good as How To Be Famous. And that is all the books for August, we are now on to September. Book 68 of the year was Ellen and Nose by Claudia Pinheiro and I gave this a 5 out of 5 and said it was perfect. Number 69 was The Bride Test by Helen Wong. I gave this a 4 out of 5 and said this is better than cliche for a rom-com. I enjoyed this a lot. Number 70 was Cursed Bunny by Bora Chung. Weird AF again. I gave this a 3 out of 5 and it's up there with Earthlings. Like what the hell did I just read? Number 71 was A Slow Fire Burning by Paula Hawkins. I gave this a 5 out of 5, a great thriller read. Number 72 was The Burning Girls by CJ Tudor. And I gave this a 5 out of 5 again, another great page turner. Number 73, I was on my way to Bali when I was reading this, is Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert, a classic. But I gave this a 3 out of 5 and I expected a lot more for the hype. Number 74 was Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren. I give this a 4 out of 5. Again, I expected a bit more. I expected a 5 out of 5, but I did really enjoy it. It just didn't hit the 5 out of 5 mark. And then number 75 of the year, Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who we adore. But I gave this a 3 out of 5 because it was nowhere near Daisy Jones. Evelyn Hugo, Malibu Rising. I expected a lot more, but it was enjoyable. Number 76 was How to Kill Your Family by Bella Mackey. Some great holiday reading. And I gave this a 3 out of 5 because it was advertised everywhere in London and I expected a lot more. And that was all the books that I read in September. Now on to October. 
October I started off with Book Lovers, Emily Henry's most recent book and I am obsessed. This is my favourite Emily Henry book. It gives it a 5 out of 5. Number 78 was Punching the Air by Ibi Zubi and Yusuf Salam. Again, 5 out of 5. This was heartbreaking but beautiful. I would totally recommend reading this book. Book number 79 was The Book of the Gales by James Yorkston. I give this a 5 out of 5. It was set in Ireland. It was heartbreaking but beautiful. Number 80 was Beloved by Toni Morrison. A very hard read. I give this a 4 out of 5 because it is a must but it is very hard to read. 81 was The Couple at Number 9 by Claire Douglas. This was a 5 out of 5 book and a great thriller read. Book 82 was No Further Questions by Gillian McAllister. This was a 4 out of 5 star for me. Good but some things were left unanswered. Number 83 was Urgent Matters by Paula Rodriguez. This is a gifted book and I gave it a three out of five. Not my favorite, you could compare it to Elena Knows as it was set in the same area, but Elena Knows by Claudia Pinheiro, so much better. And that was everything for October. October was a short month. Let's go through the books for November. November started with book number 84 of the year. It starts with Us by Colleen Hoover. Again, five out of five from Colleen Hoover. She never misses and it was a lovely way to see out the series. Number 85, purely because Jack Edwards said it was amazing, I bought On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vong, and I gave this a four out of five because I loved the idea, but it lost me a bit. Number 86 of the year was The Book of Mother by Violin Huseman. I gave this a four out of five. It was a little bit slow, but the middle bit was the best part, and it was French literature. Book number 87 was The Editor by Stephen Rowley. I gave this four out of five. It was quite... Taylor Jenkins Reid where it was Celebrity and Jackie O saved the book. Number 88 was Love in the Big City by San Young Park. I gave this a 4 out of 5 and said the meaning of love in many forms. It was a beautiful book. I would recommend. Number 89 was 10 minutes 38 seconds in this strange world by Elif Shafak. Again, like I said, automatic buy for me and I give it a 5 out of 5 because she is now one of my favourite authors. Number 90 was One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I am slowly getting through her catalogue and I give this a 4 out of 5 because I am comparing everything she writes now to Evelyn Hugo which is like the peak 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 of books for me and yeah it just wasn't as good but it was enjoyable. And book 91, the last book of November was Forever Words, The Unknown Poems by Johnny Cash. This got an absolute 5 out of 5. I am obsessed with Johnny Cash. I am in black, the woman in black and yeah Johnny Cash never fails. And that is all the books for November. We are on to the last month of the year and the last books of the year before I hit my 100 target. So let's go to December. December started with Malibu Rising, book number 92 by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This, five out of five, I really, really enjoyed this. And I would say this is my second favorite TJR book after Seven Husbands for sure. Number 93 was The X-Hex by Erin Sterling. I gave this a three out of five. It was witchy, but I should have read this in October. I did read it after I finished the Wednesday Adam series on Netflix, so it did kind of fit in, but I wouldn't rush to recommend it. Number 94, I got into my Christmas reading at this point, and it was Jingle All The Way by Debbie McComber. Three out of five, cliche AF. Number 95 was Christmas at the Island Hotel by Jenny Colgan. Again, three out of five, another cliche AF book, but the best out of the Christmas books that I read. Number 96 was The Christmas Wish List by Heidi Swain. Again, Three out of five and cliche AF. Number 97, and we're getting towards the last books of the year, was The Road by Cormac McCarthy. I gave this a four out of five. It was lovely, but it was quite monotonous. 
And number 98, I read Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This was a four out of five for me, but I preferred Malibu Rising over this. Number 99, the second last book of 2022 was Anatomy of a Scandal by Sarah Vaughan. I gave this a three out of five. This is a Netflix series and I just expected a lot more. And the last book of 2022, book 100, was Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And I give this a five out of five. It was my favorite book of the year. I left the best to last without a doubt. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is all 100 books of 2022 rated and reviewed by myself. Will I be going for 100 books in 2023? Probably not. I've given myself a much lower target for 2023. I'm aiming for 50. I think I will definitely go over that, but I'm taking the pressure off this time. I'm just gonna enjoy my reading, so yeah. Thank you so much for watching and there'll be a lot more book content to come in January. I've got some Christmas hauls, I've got some videos on the best and the worst books that I read in 2022 doing a more deeper dive than I just did my like one second reviews and yeah I hope you have a lovely week and I will see you later. Bye!